Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley. Hello, Steve. Hello, Larson. It's me, Dexter Loomis, NXT superstar. So here's my shout out to the Going In Raw podcast. Clever name. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Go follow us. And uh, check us out. We're, we're man. We're live after uh, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and NXT. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we do our. We're going to be doing our live recap of uh, Clash of the Champions this coming Sunday. There's no uh, fun there. And before that, we're going to be doing uh, 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 our live reactions over on the YouTube for mm-hmm. Clash of the Champions. No the. Looking forward to that. Clash of Champions. Clash of. The champions. champions. Uh NXT tonight uh got some more matches in place for the takeover thirty-one on October the fourth. Um yes. let's get this out of the way because the first thing everybody in our Twitch chat was talking about. Everybody loves a good mystery, Larson, a good yeah. who done it, a good yeah. ooh, who's gonna be showing it. So ten four twenty October the takeover. We'll yeah. see the return if this vignette during NXT last night is to be uh, believed the return of a former champion. There was a vignette that aired during the show filmed in night vision. It was actually really interesting filmed. I, see, I, I would imagine was do you think this was done with a drone? Because it had a very third-person video game feel to it. At first, it did. I thought either the drone or that. Uh, what, what did Aronofsky call that apparatus? Snorri cam. Snorri cam. Maybe something like that, but a wider angle lens, a little further back on somebody's back. I've seen some people employ. I've seen some footage of people employing um, like a 3D camera mm-hmm. for that kind of effect, where you don't see like what's propping it up, but you can see everything else. Yeah. And so maybe it was a really, really cool filmed thing. Yeah. Um, where there's some voiceover saying essentially, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a former champion. There's been a bunch of paper champions recently. I'm coming back to reclaim what's mine. There's a dusty uh, uh, case with two NXT titles. Some f- look like maybe former NXT 
title iterations and this person throws like a steel pipe at the case, it breaks, they pick up the title. Um, and so which one did they pick up? Could you tell? Was it the... I watched this thing several times over. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I did notice was that in the case, neither of the titles there appeared to be the... Remember the NXT title with the big X on yeah. it? Yeah, I didn't notice that either, yeah. Which led me to believe, I don't know if one of these was the, the male and one of these was the, fe- the the men's and the women's title, or if they were both. I couldn't tell if the other one was the women's, the, like the old women's title. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. However, the only, the only thing that I could surmise from a still frame that I was able to like ascertain was I'm pretty sure the hand that wiped away the dust was a woman's hand. Mm-hmm. I noticed that the thumbnail, it was like the only nail you could see, did have a longer, it looked like, you know, yeah. uh, uh, like yeah. somebody had got their nails done, which yeah. generally speaking, generally It's going to be Ember Moon. It's Ember Moon. It's got to be Ember Moon. It's That's what Ember I was Moon. thinking too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, because <clears throat> here's the thing. Number one, yes, as we've seen with Finn Balor, you can call seemingly anybody a transitional champion or a paper champion. Although, so, I mean, yes, you, you know, whoever this person is coming back could consider uh, uh, Killian Cross, Finn Balor, I'm sorry, Karrion Cross, Finn Balor, or, uh, or Adam Cole. You could consider them paper champions. On the other side of things, I think there's a better case maybe to be made that Rhea, Charlotte, and EO weren't really like big era level champions. Like Rhea existed for Charlotte to take the title away. Charlotte existed to boost ratings and EO exists to transition to whoever's going to have the title next. The case could potentially be made. Uh, but uh, but beyond that, it, just, it looked like a woman's hand. Ember Moon has been gone for a while uh, with the Achilles injury. I know that months ago she said that this could have been or this could be a career-threatening injury. Um, and here's another thing about it. Based on the presentation of this thing, I know a lot of people have been suggesting Bob Roode, Samoa Joe, Bo Dallas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing about the presentation of this fits well, at least with Bob Roode or Samoa Joe. I guess Bo Dallas, he could do something different, but he, he he's from an era of NXT from so long ago when it wasn't the NXT that we know now that him coming back is not going to make the same same impact as Samoa Joe or Bob Roode would. Yeah, uh, yeah. but just nothing about this presentation, the the, the 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 you know the the voice with all the effects on it, the kind of night vision thing. It definitely doesn't fit anything Samoa Joe would do. No, um, it doesn't. And and same totally with Bob Rude. same. Fits, yeah, totally Bob Rude. But it fits more so with something Ember Moon maybe could do. I mean, her her, her gimmick, even going back to NXT, was always kind of nebulous. Yeah, yeah. But you know, she's she's obviously she's a big video game. Yes, exactly. She is. She she seems to be. One of the, uh, you know, she seems to be much like myself, steeped in nerd culture, and this definitely has the video game sort of aesthetic to it. Um, I use that complimentary, by the way. Uh, I just found today early. I found out that they're really. You remember those old Secret Wars uh, uh, yeah. action figures? Yeah, they're re-releasing something that looks like that coming up at like some Hasbro comic or oh really like Hasbro convention thing. Looks kind of like a virtual thing. I don't know. That's Anyways, cool. I, so. I had I had the uh, the 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 Spider Man in the the symbiote oh, suit. Yeah, toy. I had Kang. Uh, anyways, 
Uh, so, hey, I love nerd stuff, too, but Ember Moon clearly does as well. Yeah. Um, I think it would. So, like, Bo Dallas is an interesting exploration because you're right. Like, as Alex C says, and you and you sort of mentioned this as well, Bo's era NXT is almost non-canon at this point. That being said, Bo is also steeped deeply in the in like conspiracy theory stuff, like in real life. Yeah. And so the idea that he would use night vision uh, oh, and like totally drones fitting. and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. could be an interesting rebrand for him. That being said, this total I looked at Ember Moon's uh, social media and she has basically ignored this. Um, usually, I mean, if 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 there is a thing like this where people are trying to figure out who it is. If it's not the person, they will hint that they are the person. They'll either like certain tweets. Mm-hmm. They'll. She has gone uh, like business as normal. Um, Maybe she's gonna do a, what 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 a uh, Dio Madden did, where he has his his uh, his <laughs> long standing yeah. Twitter account, so he can talk about streaming and stuff, and he has yeah. to create a new one for Mace. That could be so. Like uh, yesterday. Uh, she, yeah, it, this is all, it's all like sort of gaming stuff. Um, she said, let's see, yesterday there was a, something, Bud Light was doing something on Twitch. She says, back again to count down the best esports clips and so much more at the Bud Light Twitch Rivals after party. Oh, with, with Bruce Green. Oh. She was doing a thing with Bruce Green. How do we not know about oh, that? That's, that's cool. awesome. Uh, yeah, let's see here. And then she wished uh, one of her friends happy birthday uh, late last night. Uh, so she has been proceeding on social media anyways, business as usual. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing her to her Twitch stuff. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would suspect Ember moon, uh, could, I would love to see her back in NXT, especially if they're doing this sort of vignette thing. It might mean, Mm -hmm. Oh, we've got some big, I mean, NXT's women's division, as we know, is already pretty crowded, but, uh, but it's a good place to go back. and And Ember moon is a next level talent. She's so dang good. Absolutely, yeah. She's absolutely so terrific. Uh, I, I do feel like her title run, her entire run in NXT was filled with promise that almost scratched the surface, of, or mm-hmm. that did scratch the surface of what I think she's probably capable of. I'd like to see them give her a more legitimate push. Definitely, definitely. This time it was around. always the character aspect that didn't seem as, as fully developed as her in-ring work. Her in-ring work is phenomenal. Uh, Ian Imhoff here. Uh, subscribe. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, we had a, a sh- pretty shocking outcome with the uh, not with the well, well, I mean, not really with the with the women's battle royal. I mean, Candice has been sort of the top of the, it's sort of near the top of the heap for a while now. And her and EO have a, a, a history as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, her, you know, we we figured obviously going in, the math would kind of dictate that her and Tegan would take each other out, but Candice decided to eschew that math math going into it by taking yeah. Tegan out before before yeah she had a chance to be taken out. But I guess the the real surprise, of course, was with the Eliminator Gauntlet. We did it yesterday when we were talking about who we felt was going to come out of this. We didn't even mutter the name Kyle O'Reilly. We considered everybody else vocally didn't even say because we didn't oh, think I, that this I, I was even possible. I don't think we ever considered Timothy Thatcher. Well, no, but we, we I mean, we even mentioned him. We said, oh, well, it's not going to be him because he just had a thing with Finn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I think I said it's probably going to be Kushida. Um, yeah, too early too. for Bronson Reed. Yeah. Uh, too early probably for Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Man, this is great. I mean, obviously, he's probably not going to win this title, but this is going to be a killer match. Like oh, this is going to yeah. be a this might be the best match 
the best potential match besides maybe Kushida coming out of this with Finn Balor. Um, yeah, that was that was really surprising, but a welcome surprise. But, but yeah, it definitely, definitely. Uh, one thing I really want to see though after this this gauntlet match is a, a, a good twenty minute bout between Tim Thatcher and and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh man, that'd just be so dang good. So oh, dang that'd good. be terrific. That'd be really terrific. Stuff. It's uh, but it's interesting because they booked that gauntlet match because uh, Kyle was one of the first two to start last of the whole time. It was your typical baby face booking in a gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and in theory, he's still a member of a heel faction. Boy, that's up in the air, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you know, there's Adam so Cole... much seemingly up in the air about the undisputed era. I mean, Adam Cole seemed totally cool with Kyle O'Reilly getting that title shot, the title that he just lost. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah. then failed to reclaim when he had a chance to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, Roderick Strong. And uh, that was kind of a surprising outcome, too. Did they, like, okay, let's talk about this really quick. Did Santos Escobar do something to piss somebody off backstage? Because over the last couple of weeks, Legados del Fantasma, they have not really done a whole lot. And then you've got, I would have thought that they. Even though Roderick Strong is the one guy who had an actual entrance in that tag match that we saw to determine who gets to fight who for a title shot, uh, I would have figured this would be the opportunity for Legado del Fantasma to move on and and potentially fight for. Maybe these they titles. don't. They they you know uh, uh, Santos is still involved in this thing with Swerve. Well, that um, was the other aspect of it too. I figured that. That would be done with, but then there was a new video package. Yeah, and we're then sort of, of course saying. we had heard that uh, you know there'd been a bit of a, a COVID outbreak at the performance center, and that really altered creative um, for last night's show. So maybe that's something to do with it as well. That could be as well. Jorge Diaz's legato has been on two hundred five live a lot. There you go. I did not know that. I mean, it's a cruiserweight title, so yeah, that makes sense. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't watch. I barely even keep up with two hundred five. It's not. Like once Fry, once our SmackDown review is done, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I should really just pop it on while I'm doing the time codes, though. Anyways, anyways. Hey, that's that's the, that's one what? thing I'm curious about. I mentioned this in chat before we get into the thing. I just want to make sure. I want to see if everybody enjoys and takes use of the time codes. Mm, if mm. you can let us know in the comments below, that would be. Unless you've skipped over me saying this because you're using the time code, then I don't know what to. Okay, we'll just say that uh, on occasion through the rest of this episode then. If there you, you employ the time codes. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. So the show kicked off with the Women's Battle Royal. Most of the field is already in the ring. Uh, uh, Candice and Rhea are the only two that get an entrance. We do, we go to a, a, a flashback, if you will, where uh, Candice uh, has just uh, taken out Tegan Knox with some sort of pipe. And Tegan's on the on the ground screaming. And then Candice rolls in with a road case, drives it into Tegan's knee. Uh, Tegan not in Battle Royal. Um, there was a lot of uh, of new competitors in this match. Yeah. Uh, all seemingly going by strictly first names. For example, <laughs> Gia, Ellie, Avery. I thought they said one of the women's name was Emma too. Um, all of them the, pretty much eliminated pretty quickly. Yeah, there was an Emily, an Avery, uh, an Ellie. Oh, so it's Emily instead of Ava and Gia. There was a Gia. Gia, and then if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there a Raven as well? Raven, yes. Sorry. Come on, Raven. Uh, Catalina was in it as well. Um, uh, pretty much everybody early on that was uh, not familiar with NXT audiences uh, was eliminated pretty much right away by either I- uh, Rhea or Raquel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
th- the uh, Casey Cantanzaro had a couple really good uh, spots. Um, one where she got eliminated by, or seemingly eliminated by Aaliyah. However, her feet didn't touch the floor. Um, and then she does like a handstand, puts her feet under the bottom rope, does a crunch to get back in the ring. That was pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. That was really neat. And then it happens again to her where she has to, that was crazy, like her going to the barricade mm-hmm. and then making her way to the steps only to have Indy Hartwell kick her back off. But she's, she goes to the barricade again, yep, yep. and she ends up in the last, like I think, Because there's got to be, what, five. maybe two, three inches maybe uh, 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 of space there on that barricade to put your feet on? Yeah. It's not it a was, whole lot. It was pretty crazy. The, the first couple eliminations, the first three eliminations were actually pretty scary because I've got... Uh, let's see here. So the first one, uh, Rhea eliminates Gia and she basically did it like a total, like flip over, like mm-hmm. with one hand on the rope. Looked like she could have blown out her shoulder there, but she seemed fine. Uh, Raven got eliminated and I think she hit her hip really hard on the apron on that one at when, when I think it's Ellie, when mm-hmm. Ellie got eliminated, she almost went face first into the barricade. And if I'm not mistaken, those barricades aren't the plush ones. Aren't they the ones with like the steel with the cloth over them? Or are they the plush ones? I don't ones? know if they are now since they're, they're set up there with the, the plexiglass. plexiglass. They might have the same stuff that they have. They used to have at the Performance Center. Ah, since they okay. don't need them now. Um, yeah. With the Thunderdome. Yeah, it looked pretty, looked pretty rough. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, like you said, it was it was basically all limit. It was all Rhea and, and Raquel Gonzalez yeah. eliminating then, people. And then they eliminated each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, once once they start eliminating, it's like, okay, well, they're just going to have a thing together then. So Rhea and Raquel are not going to win this. No. So uh, final four were Shotzi, Dakota, Candice, yeah. and... Casey. Casey. Casey, Candice, Kai, and Shotzi. Yeah. So Casey's eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so Shotzi, she goes the second rope. Candice beats her up there. Uh, and she, oh, this is the, the finishing sequence. Sorry. Um, why did I skip over some stuff? Oh, so Casey, so I, yeah. it, uh, Casey is eliminated by Dakota Kai, and then uh, Loray and Kai are working together, uh, teaming up against Shotzi for a bit. Um, Shotzi tosses Dakota Kai out. So final two are Candice and Shotzi. Uh, there's a, it's a pretty creative spot where. They were trying to eliminate each other while fighting on the ring steps. Yeah, this which was in a good battle stuff. royal. I don't think I'd ever seen that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, Shotzi rams uh, Candice in the ring post. She stumbles down to the ring steps. Uh, you know, isn't eliminated. Shotzi tries to kick her off. Uh, Larray fights her off and then kind of does a double boot push type of thing to Shotzi. Flings her off the ring steps. Candice wins. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, after that, we had Damien Priest interview. Damien Priest. Uh, basically, he was just asked about Gargano and then Austin Theory. Uh, it was all pretty standard Damien Priest stuff where he looks like he's searching for his lines the whole time. He's like, hey, Austin Theory, I think he's he's better than what his record would say to you. Uh, but, hey, tonight his slide will continue. He's going to take another loss, and his momentum will continue. Uh, and then he's like, hey, Sarah, you're pretty good interview. You want to go to the after party with later? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next, we had uh, Fandango uh, dressed as Sherlock Holmes in front of a whiteboard. <laughs> this was great. He was this... booking out Kevin Nash style the, how the tag division is going to work for the next few weeks. Yeah, this was um, pretty damn funny. So you have Roderick Strong, Danny Birch, uh, Raul Mendoza, and Fabian Eichner all huddled around. They're all kind of arguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regal comes in. He tells uh, Fandango no silly British accents. And then he makes Fandango makes his pitch of how they're going to sort out who's the number one contender for these tag teams. So the deal is you're going to have Strong and Birch team up. You're going to have Eichner and Mendoza team up. The team that wins, then those teams will face each other. Is the it those that teams match. or they, the a singles match? I guess it would be one Okay. That was unclear. Um, and then whoever wins that match will be number one contender for the tag titles. And then Regal uh, turns to Danny Birch and is like, what did he just say? And Birch explains it, and Rio just kind of goes, all right, whatever, and leaves. Well, what's great is that, so Fandango explains it, and Regal is completely lost. And then Birch does the thing the that that I learned about from watching Guy Ritchie movies, where you know, or, or like listening to Wayne, where like in, in Brit speak, he says something that's completely unintelligible to me, to a yank, and, uh, and, and Regal completely understands what he's talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that stuff. I love on the on the whiteboard. He had Joaquin Wilde's name. Uh, he he wrote it instead of Joaquin. He wrote Quinoa. Uh, he had Robert Strong, Billy Fish, Uno Lorkin, Fabio Acne, and Marty Barty, as opposed to uh, you know Marcel Bartel. Yeah, exactly. That was that was. I thought that was really good stuff. I know I've complained about like oh they didn't be do comedy stuff. I, this was pretty damn funny. So who cares? Yeah. If you're entertained, who cares? Next, we had a Rich Holland video package. Uh, more on his backstory. He used to play rugby, rugby uh, uh, B-roll of him running through people. Uh, now he wants to fight in the ring. Uh, after this, that, uh, hold on a second, though. What I, he proceeded? The beginning of his story was him talking about killing four kids. <laughs> he talks about this being a kid. He was like walking down the street, and uh, and four kids approached me. And then, and basically, he says he blacked out, and as he came to, there were four bodies laying there. Wow, I missed that part of it. Yeah, that was awesome. Then wow. he talked about uh, playing rugby, uh, and he nurtured the skill of hurting people. Actually, before that, though, we had the uh, Champa versus Jake Atlas match. We did? No, we didn't. That was later. Uh, I have what written down as happening now. Oh, you're right. How did I skip unless past I, that? Unless I Sorry, Champa and Jake on. Atlas. Jake, yeah, you got to give Jake Atlas the due, man. He actually brought it to Champa this he did. time. He did. We saw a much more aggressive Jake Atlas. He was he he got uh, Champa pretty early to the outside, 
uh, trying to do. He was trying to, okay, I'm going to do that seesaw thing you did uh, to me under the oh, mat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Champa was able to, like, you know, shove him off. Uh, eventually, uh, Atlas got a blockbuster, uh, got two for that. And then he tried his horrible finisher. That looks cool, but is so easily thwarted, as we saw here. So he goes for the cartwheel DDT. Champa just kicks his hand, and he goes falling. Uh, uh, Champa hits his draping DDT. He's going to go for a pin, but lifted his head up. Started mocking him, saying, you're hungry, you're hungry, I'm going to show you hungry. Gives him like a modified version of the fairy tale ending and gets three with that. Yeah. Then we got Ridge Holland video package. Uh, then a Eliminator Gauntlet video package hyping each of the competitors for that bout. Uh, and then we get the tag match. Roddy and Danny Birch against Fabian Eichner and Raul Mendoza. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, dude. I don't mean to cut you off, but Alex C. has transcoded uh, 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 Eichner's... No, I'm sorry. Birch's explanation to Regal. All right. Me and the, me and the Sherman, which is a tank, which means yank... Versus the merchant, which is a banker, wanker, uh, and the Burke, Berkshire. <laughs> this is cra- this is crazy that you know how to do that, that. You can translate this. Winner faces the septics. Septic tanks yanks. Man, wow, that's that is. I I need to know the like the etymology of this. I think someone posted code. that on Twitter for us too. I didn't know oh, what it did referred they? to. I thought it was just what, what uh, uh, Fondango had written on the board. Uh, yeah, Flinner here says, to help you understand a bit, Sherman equals Yank, Merchant equals Merchant Banker, uh, Yank, a wanker. Yeah. So the Burke part has the C word in it. We can't say that. Uh-uh. Uh, not on a podcast. We can say that on the pre-show. Uh, winner faces the septic, septic tanks, Yanks. Man, huh. that is so so art fractures, Cockney rhyming slang. Okay, it was a way of talking in the older times for police to not understand, according to Alex C. Interesting. That's fat. That's the language I want to learn, man. That's something else. That's great. Uh, the tag match itself is pretty good, especially if this is something that was put together relatively quick, considering uh, you know they might have to make some creative changes. Um. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, as as expected, two heels trying to work together, not going that well for Raul and Fabian Eichner. Yet for a good stretch, they maintain control, isolate Danny Birch. Uh, in the end, though, um, Raul Mendoza gets the tag in. He goes on a bit of a run. Roddy knees him uh, as he's trying to go up the top rope. Tags Birch in, or Birch tags himself in, hits a draping cutter um, on Raul to get the win, uh, and then uh, yeah, then they'll have a match. Birch and Roddy one-on-one or Undisputed Era versus Lorcan and Birch to see who's the new number one contender for the tag titles. Right. Uh, after that, we get an Austin Theory interview. He's doing some resistance bands. Warm-up uh, stuff, yeah. Yeah, uh, Sarah's interviewing him uh, before he says too much. So Gargano steps, steps in, sort of pumps him up a little bit and uh, adds that if he softens up Damian Priest before TakeOver, he'll very much appreciate it. So after that, we had that match, Austin Theory versus Damian Priest. Again, being a big Damian Priest fan, as you are a big uh, Bronson Reed fan, I feel like Austin Theory got too much offense in here. Agreed. 
like last time, but uh, I thought it was a pretty solid match. Theory was targeting yeah. Priest's knee. He hits a blue thunder bomb at one point for two. Uh, once again, his face starts turning purple. On the outside, Damian Priest hits a cyclone kick, a razor's edge on the apron, goes inside, gets a reckoning for three, beats Austin Theory. Yeah, and then uh, Priest starts celebrating. Uh, Gargano runs out, hits a super kick on him. Mm-hmm. I, uh, there, when Priest showed up later on, I loved it. Loved it. Anyways, carry on. All right. Uh, then we get that uh, yeah. weird uh, video with computerized voice and the night vision stuff. Someone is coming back at takeover. It's, it's gonna. Be, uh, I feel like it's gonna be Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got an Isaiah Scott video package saying he's a better competitor than Santos Escobar because he's pinned him twice. He wants another shot at the cruiserweight title, but uh, you know, no, no gimmicked masks, none of that other stuff. Uh, after that, we had uh, Antonio DeLuca versus Ridge Holland. Uh, stretch comes out strong against Ridge. This dude was all stretch, man. He was so he was so lanky, and uh, Ridge got a good pounce in on him across the mat. Mm-hmm. A really solid belly to belly. Then he head butted him to death, and then uh, gave him northern grit. Northern grit, yeah. His finish. All right, I want to talk about this because this this when Priest rolls in here, I love it. All right, so it's supposed to be an Io Shirai interview. Uh, she's asked about uh, facing Candice. Of course, her and Candice have a long rivalry. Uh, EO says, I don't like Candace, never have, never will. Candace and Johnny run and interrupt. And uh, Candace is like, Oh, where were you? Why didn't you come congratulate me? Are you scared? And then, uh, you know, EO talks back. Johnny's telling EO to watch her mouth. And then from a door, you know, like in the background, <laughs> Priest strolls in, just goes, Oh, there's Johnny. God, I love that. Oh, that there's Johnny. Good. Oh, there's Johnny. Oh, there's Johnny. He goes in, clocks Gargano, uh, rests. Or and to separate them all. Just that, oh, there's Johnny. Crack oh, me there's up. Johnny. Crack me up. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so then we had our gauntlet eliminator match. Uh, having known, because I, I saw it on like all over social media that Kyle O'Reilly won this last night. Um, I was kind of surprised that, uh, man, yeah, that's totally the babyface uh, booking for him. Starting out versus Kushida. Not cheating, just you know, putting in just a really, really killer performance. Of course, the beginning of those two going at it featured a lot of wrestling, Matt wrestling. But towards the uh, finish, before Bronson Reed comes out, as the time is ticking down for his entrance, it just came down to them exchanging a bunch of really vicious forearms. Mm-hmm. Bronson Reed comes out, he does his thing where you got two smaller guys, one big guy, so he starts splashing them. He just and, beats the heck out of overpowers them all, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was a really strong uh, showing for Bronson Reed. Uh, anyways, uh, it looks like Kushida is going to uh, gain the upper hand potentially, except Velveteen Dream comes in, hits him with a Death Valley driver, um, and then Bronson Reed hits a splash on Kushida. He's the first one eliminated. Right after that, in comes Timothy Thatcher. Right after that, commercial break. Right after that, Cameron Grimes is in. Yeah, that was weird, right? There was no, like, I get, okay, so if one person is eliminated, does that automatically bring the other guy out? No, because when uh, Kushida was eliminated, they had the, they had the clock. Oh, they did up. have the clock. Yeah, okay. so it was just good timing. Okay, all right, cool, right on. So he comes in, he starts, like, preening a bunch because he's Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes about to clean house around here. And the he kind of does that, he kind of does that. Yeah, he does. He goes on a run. Yeah, he definitely mm-hmm. does. Um, and uh, stopped by uh, Bronson Reed hitting him with a Luthez press. Uh, Reed goes up for a splash, misses it. And as soon as he misses it, uh, Kyle O'Reilly's off the top with a, a knee drop. 
covers Bronson. Reed is eliminated. Shortly after that, O'Reilly rolls up Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher is eliminated. And soon as uh, O'Reilly's up off that cover, Grimes hits him with the cave-in. Uh, O'Reilly just barely gets his foot on the rope. Grimes thinks he's won. He's celebrating. To the moon. Ref says, no, it was only two. He got his foot on the ropes. He's beside himself. He's devastated. He gathers himself. He takes the fight. Starts talking crap to KO. Says uh, he's nothing like Adam Cole. Um, uh, Adam Cole was the man. You're not. Mm-hmm. This kind of fires up our O'Reilly a little bit. Tries to make a comeback, but Grimes hits that awesome shooting star press power slam type thing. Gets it too. Uh, but in the end, uh, uh, O'Reilly's working over Grimes' leg a little bit. Grimes boots him off. Goes another cave in. Uh, O'Reilly escapes. Locks in a heel hook on Grimes. Grimes pretty much taps immediately. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Kyle is going to take over. That's going to be the a, champ. That's going to be such a great match. It's going it to be is. a really killer match. And I hope be phenomenal. I, I think it'll take a little bit, a little bit of work. I'm curious to see. Like Adam Cole wasn't he wasn't there last night. He, obviously, he's taking some time off or something. He was there last night. He was. Yeah, he came in with uh, Roger Strong after the match to celebrate with with Kyle. Oh, I totally missed that. I just saw the part where Balor came down. Okay. All right. What did they show up before Balor did? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. They hit the ring first and then and when they're there celebrating, Balor comes out and you know. Oh wow. Does that. I I was in a pinch for time. I was hitting the fast forward uh, there. I was like, oh, okay, I know what happens now. Okay, wow, I missed that. Well, cool. Okay, cool. Um yeah, separating I wonder like this is obviously a decent first step, like a pretty huge first step in terms of I don't know if they want to separate him from Undisputed Era or if they want to just elevate him within Undisputed Era. It, like you said earlier, it's sort of a weird time for the Undisputed Era right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting how they proceed. I, you and I are both big Kyle O'Reilly fans. Oh, heck yeah, man. Um, you know, push that guy to the moon. I'll be there. I'll be there with it. 100%. 100%. You want to answer some questions, yeah? Yeah, I'll bring up the Patreon and the Discord, and if you want to take a look at the Twitch chat. Sure. So Zondo, in reference to the, the, the video package of the person with the belts and stuff, uh, Zondo says both titles are the current style of belt. Yeah, I noticed that too. I just didn't know which titles because the women's title and the men's title are so similar. I think the only mm-hmm. difference is that there's like a silver, there's like some silver nickel plating on one of them, and the men's I think is all gold. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, Alex C asked, "Does Candice getting the title match make Johnny seem more likely to win?" Um, I think it being so soon in Damian Priest's run, the fact that he didn't lose in his first title defense, uh, makes it less likely that Johnny's, I think John, yeah, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question because they are kind of all in on the whole Gargano way thing. Yeah, no. And like now they both have title matches. So with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, dude, they seem to really love Tegan Knox. Mm -hmm. I guess it's possible they could put the title on Candace. To, to, to get it on TV. You know, if they ever announce this draft they're supposed to be having, who knows? I mean, there might be some moving of, of talent from 
various brands. So I could see, I could see Yoshirai moving up easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got a lot of thinking to do for my uh, for my predictions. Well, you got a week to think about it. And I also, I know, but I've got a lot of thinking to do for uh, for Clash of the Champions. Yeah, there's. I, I feel like there's like two or three matches that are tossed up. All the other ones are locks. Locks. Dang MQ says Emily assigned to the WBPC. She was on Titan Games season one. There you go. There you go. I thought I saw that Gia was already signed as well. I thought ah. she looked familiar. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Christopher Rappersaw, do you like the new Cameron Grimes shirt? I do. I think it's a pretty solid thing. I think it's like the most pro wrestling tease shop shirt yeah. that I've seen. It says to the seen. moon on it. Yeah, it says to the moon. There's a big moon on it. He's on there pointing to the moon. It's good. Yeah, I think it's good. Diehard Homer, Balor versus O'Reilly has potential to be a match of the year, and I can't wait. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it big time. Uh, let's see here. Prince C. Ross says, I think the smart money is still on Finn, but I think in no way is he a lock that he wins a takeover. I think me and Prince uh, disagree on that one. I think it's a lock yeah. that Finn keeps yeah, it a takeover. I feel like that's the case, too. Yeah. Uh, fear and loathing at this point, is it safe to say that I'll see you at the after party means see you in the hot tub Triple H had installed for me in the Performance Center parking lot? Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, it does. Sounds about right. Oh, uh, we got a ratings from Pippus. Says uh, AEW ninth in the demo, 0.32835,000. NXT 38th in the, in the demo, 0.18696,000. So wait, I'm sorry, 600 and what? So it was 835 to 696. So 835 to almost 700. So another right. about 140,000 viewer difference. Well, Vince must be happy that they prevented AEW from doing a million, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Man, I'm, I, I, I want. It, I'm going to mention, I'm going to say this now. If NXT moves to a different night, I just say, let's do it. I can't give up my Tuesday nights. Let's wow. just do NXT on the, on the next day. On Wednesday mornings? On Wednesday mornings. Wow. Shocking. I can't, dude. I can't, I can't do four nights a week. I got to have my Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. I'm sorry I can't. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I don't mind that do. at all. I don't think you're going to complain about that one. I don't think you'll argue that one. If if our business succeeds or fails uh, based off 12 hours of us taking some additional time to review NXT, then I guess we got a failing business. We're doing to begin with. Yeah. Uh, Alex C says, Ricochet was a champ at NXT. He could potentially do a night vision thing. How about him for the mystery person? That'd be cool. He's involved in something, though, with Hurt Business. I would love that. You're you're right, but I would love that. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Doc Linderman's. Is there any chance at all that it's a Bo Dallas return? There's always a chance. I would be really interested to see if that dude can put on a five star takeover match. I mean, I know they don't really care about that because of Carrying Cross, but uh, but yeah, that I'd I'd be down. I would be totally down for that. I'd be I'll, honestly, I'd be I'll be down for any of those guys if Bob mm-hmm. Roode comes back to NXT. Although you're right, oh, it totally yeah. doesn't fit his thing. I would be totally down for that. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, it feels like it's gonna be Ember Moon. Yeah. Uh, oh, dog! I want Kevin Owens to come back and be the mystery man again. That'd be great. Be kind of weird for him to be rocking a drone with like some weird po- weird post apocalyptic gear for to that's be Kevin not, Owens. That's not really his style. Not really his thing. Boy, I would love to have him come back to NXT. Oh, hell yeah. I'm just trying to do something. After last night, would love to see Cameron Grimes follow Adam Cole around trying to be his best friend. 
That would be funny. You're no Adam. Moses supposes. What would you like to see Champa do over the next year? Just wreck Jake Atlas over the next year. Uh, Nicholas Grosskirth. With NXT changed last minute, what do you think of WWE going with uh, medically compromised Kyle? NXT has been so careful with him previously. That's that's Kyle's business, not mm-hmm. ours. I'm assuming like... So the the word was he was out because he has some form of diabetes. Yeah. So he's compromised uh, due to COVID. But, I mean, he's been back for like a couple months now or a month yeah. now. I mean, if, a little if, while if, now. If it's, yeah, totally. If he, if he feels like it's a safe environment for him to be, then that's his decision to make. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not for me to question. Uh, Wolfpack for life. Who is someone that could be a star in a couple of years? He thinks Casey Kenzero could be great. I think that Casey could totally be a big star. And it feels mm-hmm. like they're giving her all these opportunities to showcase these sort of Kofi slash John Morrison moments mm-hmm. um, that they, I think they probably have plans for her. Yeah. If they can come up with an interesting character for her, totally. I'm glad I'm not the only person who thought this because the rain trigger also said, did Ridge Holland just admit to killing four people? Seemingly, when he was a child, he killed four other kids. I missed that, totally. Oh. Gareth asks, where does Tom Phillips shine more, Raw or NXT? He says, personally, I prefer him on NXT for play-by-play. NXT, he's a lot looser on NXT. He yeah. is. I think he, and, be... I think he and Joe and, and Byron Saxton do have good chemistry on Raw, though. I think they do, too. I, th- I really like him. I think he's good. Uh, Hellbringer Johnny, he says, uh, uh, what's up, friendos? One half of your Rocket League tournament winners here with the message that now is the time for new players to start Rocket League since it went free to play. Player numbers have increased immensely up to a whopping 1.15 million being online at the same time about three hours ago. Just a head up, heads up, there are a bunch of new players running around. Did somebody catch when that we were doing Rocket League tournaments and sent their representative here to our Twitch chat? No, he was in the tournament. That's what he said. Oh, okay. One half of the winning um, team. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I know. Right. Well, that's one thing that you and I, that you had mentioned that you wouldn't mind doing a bit more of that, like maybe once a month, doing like a couple hours of a stream. Oh, I'd definitely. love to get like a freaking 32-person uh, tournament 32 going. 32-team, yeah, yeah. Uh, tournament. Uh, White Brownie says the Heritage Cup round one matches were announced. So you got Mastiff versus Joseph Connors, Flash Morgan Webster versus A Kid. That'll be good. Um, Noam Dar versus Alexander Wolf, and then Trent Seven versus Wildcard. Is that the name of a new British star? Or is that just like unknown? It's opponent? a surprise entrance. I love this. So Dang MQ mentioned this. I saw this on Twitter. Uh, Finn Balor says he became a Seinfeld fan during quarantine. Loves George. He binged the entire series. Oh, that is great. That's that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Crossface Chicken Stain isn't Balor undefeated at Takeover. Well, Joe did beat him for the belt. I don't remember that Takeover. Joe, remember TV. Joe beat him, and it was wasn't it like a cage match that was in. That was a Japan takeover. or Australia or something. That was that was a takeover, wasn't it? Or was that just on TV? I remember. I thought they did a thing where they, it was like at a house show. Joe won. Somebody the on first, chat will know. Yeah, for the f- yeah, that's right. It was a house show. That was a house show <clears> where he won, <throat> and then I think they did have a cage match, and Joe beat him there. If I remember correctly. Uh, Nicholas Grosskirth says a house show in Boston. I was there. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm just trying to do something. Says bring Ali to NXT. Uh, That'd be great, but they kind of made it seem like this person that's coming back was a former champion. So Joe wanted a house show, then retained at Takeover in the cage. Yeah, that sounds right. okay. Okay, so he's okay. Night by night, the Swerve get the Cruiserweight title off of Escobar, and if so, who do you see as his first feud afterwards? Given how hard they had promoted, like a uh, El uh, Legato, I kind of find it difficult to believe that that would be the kind of people are right, and they're saying, "Hey," but I don't know, man. A second match and Swerve loses, and this video package was all like nicely done, mm-hmm. like with a good camera and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might, they might roll with Swerve, maybe. Uh, you could O-Dog. easily you could easily put Santos in the North American title scene. Oh yeah, O Dog uh, says I've loved her since Ninja Warrior, but is Casey Cantazaro too small to be a star on the main roster? No, I don't think she's too small. I think it's it's it, she's like consummate underdog. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it's a good question. Yeah, you know, because it is difficult to see somebody because she is really small. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe she'll just be, you know, the person who does cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But that'll hey, if you can keep on doing cool stuff, that usually will guarantee you TV time. Yep. Uh, Alex C said, "Rich Holland still sounds like a Matt Chat friendo name to me." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stephen Austin, Ridge Holland here. You ever kill four people? Uh, what? Thanks, Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ridge. Thank you, Ridge. Larson, have you killed four people as a child? No. I might have. <laughs> we gotta. I gotta go. Sorry, Steve. Excuse me. I gotta go talk to the police. No. You dirty snake. Uh, Patrick Oliva, do we have instructions on how to add Friendo League for Rocket League? Uh, stay tuned. So I do know how to do it. And unfortunately, it's the kind of situation where we'll have to tell everybody to show up at a certain time and place. And then I will invite you because it has to be via invite. Um, now, maybe if we compile, if somebody compiled, Alexi, compiled a Google Doc that we could get out there and have everybody put their epic IDs in, Yeah, I can then, That'd during one of the many moments of the day when I sneak away from more important things to play Rocket League, I can hop in there and start doing it. There that. you go. Uh, Doc Linderman says, how would you feel about Kyle O'Reilly's uh, heel hook transition and the move itself being a regular finish? It, w- it has legit MMA cred. It's just goofy enough to be cool in pro wrestling. Heck yeah, man. I love a good heel hook. Oh, absolutely. I thought that was terrific. Ever since I saw Minoru Suzuki tear up uh, Ken Shamrock's knee legit uh, via heel hook, uh, I'm all about that move. Julio says, so the main event was a gauntlet elimination match. If you get pinned, you're out. In kayfabe, if there are more people coming into the match, why break up a pin if you're not the one being pinned? Yeah, I noticed Even, there was a spot earlier in the match. Or it's, wait, I, I probably missed that, but the, the logic here from Julio is very sound. Yeah. Crossface Chicken Stain says, you guys know WWE Battlegrounds was cross-platform. I didn't know that. Did not know that. Did not know that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Alex Foster says, what other cases in WWE should Fandango solve? I like him sticking to solving cases that are pertinent to advancing match types 
and contender situations. He should stick to the to solving things that are pertinent to his role as tag champion. Alex C says the road to a thousand subs look, looks like YouTube timestamps, but we're never leaving the second to last Kafka esque nightmare video. <laughs> Uh, that's funny because it kind of does too. Oh man. Let's see here. And then, uh, Tim Morris, who would be your ideal retribution members from NXT? You know what, you know what I thought about when I was watching that Ember moon, uh, night vision thing was retribution should have been a lot cooler. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, man. Heck yeah. Like, and dude, did Jeremy Borash, did he leave or something? Like, get, just get him to do some cool cinematic stuff with Retribution. Well, I think he just, I think he just does stuff in NXT. I don't think he does anything I, on the main roster. Yeah. Uh, Dabbing with Dan says, isn't the option to make Friendo Club in Rocket League? It's there. Yeah. We have we have the, the, the club. The, the club is there. We have a club. Yeah, and club it's, is there. We have a bunch of people in it. But, like, you can't, unfortunately, you can't independently go in and join, I have to invite you, and to do that, I need your epic ID. So that's the deal. Oh, yes. let me head over to the Discord. There you go. Uh, let's see here. So, let's see here. Daily team meeting. All right. Uh, and Shive. Oh, I did notice this. Uh, does Ridge Holland have the best theme song in NXT? I really enjoyed his theme song. I can't really remember it right now, but when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's a pretty solid theme song. It didn't sound generic, which I would figure, given that he looks like a baby Brock Lesnar, they could have totally done that. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. That's all I got. All right, that's all I got here, too. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.